everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development. Better known as leadership in juvenescence, we recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you're looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available wherever podcasts are playing and we provided you with access to a few links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And today's topic of discussion is mental wellness. And on the conversation of mental wellness this week, I'm going to be talking about why we need to stay clear of prescriptive and very detailed <laughs> definitions of what wellness looks like and what it doesn't. Wellness is one of those things that is very contingent on you as a person, your personal orientation, your wants and your likes, your desires, and the things that you you hold dear to you are going to translate as wellness and are going to have their own manifestations of what wellness looks like. And what I find a whole heck of a lot of is there's so many people who are trying to tell you what healthy looks like and what healthy doesn't look like. And unfortunately, I mean, I think a lot of people are taking that advice like so, so seriously without first considering well like how does this translate for me like does this feel unhealthy for me is this detrimental to me based on how like I'm responding and reacting and, and navigating in my environment and I think that we need to stop allowing people to spoon feed us these recipes for a great life and figure it out on our own and I think that that's just a huge component of wellness that we just don't spotlight enough now there's a few key areas of advice that I hear continuously that are just like they grind my gears just like 
biggest pet peeves ever when it comes to like what wellness looks like or what healthy looks like and I think that it's just so prescriptive and it is so easy for someone to fall into the trap of like checking off these boxes and then just assuming that what it is that they're entertaining or what they're engaging in isn't healthy or isn't in alignment with being healthy because of what some guru or what some expert is saying so I think that a lot of things in life unfortunately for those of us who don't want to do the heavy lifting it's nuanced it's gray it is not black and white this thing called life what feels good might not be good what feels bad not might, might not be bad like it's just not that straightforward and I think that navigating in that gray getting a better sense of who you are by figuring out well what does wellness feel like in this instance or what should it feel like based on what it is that I'm hoping for what it is that I'm looking for what growth goals do I have I think all of those need to play a factor into wellness and why wellness shouldn't be like this broad brush that's broadly prescribed the larger population so wellness is nuanced wellness needs to be something that is catered to you specifically to your orientation specifically so on and so forth so I'm gonna jump into like my top three like pet peeve areas where people talk about what healthy looks like what wellness looks like and why I think that it's really just detrimental to each and every one of us if we take these things as holy grail and we don't first assess well how does this feel for me like does this feel as toxic as this being communicated and if it doesn't then how do I make sure that like my own sense of reality and my own experience with reality supersedes this self-proclaimed guru which I think should be the case in the majority of the time especially when it comes to wellness so the first area when it comes to wellness that is a huge pet peeve for me is when it comes to relationships relationships like what healthy looks like I think that there's a lot of very key factors that play into what unhealthy looks like but what healthy looks like is based on you and the people that you're in relationship with it's based on how those communications go it's based on the agreements that you have it's based on your growth and your evolution like no one can tell you except for the person that you're in relationship with if whether or not that relationship is healthy for you or if whether or not you both are healthy for each other as you navigate relationship with one another like no one else's opinion should play a significant of a role as the opinions of those who are navigating in that relationship together and like everyone has I think the best of intentions when it comes to trying to tell you like what healthy looks like but I think that what healthy looks like is very very personal it's very much based on your personal orientation it's based on what it is that you prefer and what it is that you are looking for and if you find that that synergy with someone else if you guys are building that together if you're focused on creating healthy with one another like if you're navigating like even like the preliminary stages of a relationship don't let some external voice tell you well hey this isn't going to work you're not compatible these are the reasons why this relationship is going to fail like no one has the right to make those calls and to speak that kind of negativity over what it is that you're hoping to build with someone else right and I think that like a lot of the times what people will try to do is try to bring up past errors or past mistakes or try to bring up like what situations and circumstances that you're going through that are beyond your realm or their realm of control or bring up like past versions of yourself to be indicators of why you're not going to be successful and frankly it's no one's business all of us have a past none of us are perfect all of us are flawed and none of us are so stained by our decision making and so and so marked and so villainized by the mistakes that we've made that we're not allowed the opportunity to create healthy moving forward and I think that so many people want to judge you and want to keep you in a box based on the things that you've done in the past and they want to completely discredit the things that you're hoping to attain and the things that you're hoping to achieve moving forward anyone who tries to mark someone as unhealthy because of their past because of their circumstance because of their decisions when they don't know like what it is that that person is hoping to attain hoping to achieve hoping to gain or grow into or are going to build with with 
you. I think that that's just putting a mark on someone preemptively. And it's just so reminiscent of like, you know, the culture that we're in, where we're really trying to diminish people and put people in boxes that we feel comfortable with, right? So like, I am not someone who is ever going to hold someone's past against them. I think that if I see a difference between who they are now and who they were then, I think that all of us make mistakes. All of us have the opportunity to choose growth as a result of those mistakes. And I'm never going to count someone out because of the life that they led at some point in time. Like all of us have led lives. And like while we put the, the errors and judgment call on like a bit of a, a hierarchy based on like, well, you know, how far removed is this judgment from the judgment that I would make? I think that all of us have our own journey and I don't believe in having prescribed journeys with prescribed milestones and any of us who like charted off the beaten path wherever we landed if we found our way back from there then that's worth commemorating it's not an opportunity for us to throw mud at someone because they went in a direction that like the majority of people wouldn't have gone in so I think that's one area where like I'm super like just turned off by a lot of the negativity that comes out when people try to like hold the versions of ourselves that we used to be against us when it comes to our capacity or our ability to engage in healthy moving forward. Now, next area where I have such issue with it being just like a broadly brushed prescribed notion of health is when we talk about food and food. I don't know if you've followed me for long enough, you know that I've had a very complicated relationship with food. And I think that there are too many people who are trying to tell us what is healthy and what is not. And I think that healthy is something that you discover as you focus on self-discovery and as you focus on how your body responds and reacts to the foods that you eat. And for me, my food, like what, what healthy looks like for me is very different than what healthy looks like for many people, right? There's a lot of like stereotypically healthy foods that are just not healthy for me. They're just not good for me. So if I follow like the rubric for what healthy food looks like and I ignore my body, then I can set myself up to be very sick that way. And I think a lot of people, they're confused as to why they're sick because they're following this prescribed template of what healthy eating looks like when it's just not healthy for them. I think that there are certain aspects of this existence, food being one of them, where you have to figure it out by trial and error. An expert is not going to know your body or not, they're not gonna be as invested in learning your body as much as you, right? So you have to figure it out on your own, right? And I, I've told you I went the homeopathic route. I had, I had to do a lot of tasks. I, I spent three years of intensively figuring out my body, figuring out what it was that I was doing that was making my body hurt and that was harming my body. And it was a lot of the foods that were stereotypically healthy that were just not healthy for me. So when it comes to food, Food is nuanced. All of us have a very personal disposition, a very personal orientation, and our bodies like different foods for different reasons. And our bodies can be repelled by different foods that are otherwise considered healthy for different reasons. And I think that that is just such an under discussed topic. <laughs> and so for those of us who do have intolerances, who do have allergies, who have to navigate food very carefully, it's just one of those subjects that can be very prickly when someone like tries to push down this notion of what healthy eating looks like. Healthy eating is not something that we can have a broad conversation about. It's very specific. And I think that if more people speak about how specific it is and how like, you know, like when it comes to like energy, infused foods and when it comes to like the kinds of foods that help you digest and that help you heal and that help you stay calm like food is just such a complicated subject that we oversimplify by creating these broad general strokes around food so that's another area where that cannot be prescribed like that's something that we need to take the onus on ourselves figure out our own bodies and figure out like how food can help us fuel our path towards the things that we want to accomplish because our body is a, is a machine. It is built to do, to push through barriers, right? And our bodies, you're not gonna know how powerful your body is until you know what kinds of foods really activate that power 
within. That's just so, so important. And I think that another area where prescription is really very harmful is when it comes to like beliefs, our belief systems, whether that's a religious belief, whether that's your personal belief around growth and around learning, or whether that's your belief around career, around family. Like there's so many traditional beliefs and societal norms that make believing something a little bit differently a problem for a lot of people and I think that we always have to make sure that the beliefs that we're navigating the world around are in alignment with our sense of self and so for me I grew up with a lot of very hard-lined beliefs and only when I started questioning those beliefs that I start to make room for where I sit on that spectrum on that belief spectrum and I feel so much more confident so much more capable in the way that I show up in the world around me and the way that I articulate my thoughts and my feelings and my desires because I figured out from what it is that people want me to think and how people want me to value and to and to perceive and to and to achieve like where do I sit how do I feel about that and why do I feel those ways about those specific things and then I can show up more confidently because I'm not allowing someone to to dictate my worldview, right? And I think too many of us allow other people to dictate our worldviews. And we are operating from a worldview that we question on a daily basis. And a lot of our anxiety and a lot of the angst that we experience is the fact that we know that we're navigating in the world with a worldview that we don't necessarily agree with completely or we're not completely 100% certain is the right model from which to operate and to live. And this is why midlife crises happens. This is why people, you know, just like try to figure out who they are beyond the realm of the lives that they were existing because they were existing under the belief spectrum of other people, of, of what other people expected them to believe. And I think like the sooner that we realize that it is our responsibility to figure out like where we sit on that belief spectrum and how we navigate the, the, the shifts that take place on those belief spectrums with the people we meet, with the experiences that we have, even sometimes with the trauma that we experience, that's how we stay in alignment, by being the ones who question and who offer the beliefs that drive the worldviews that we have, that drive the conversations that we engage in, the decisions that we're making, and the changes that we're creating with just simply being and existing. So I think that that one is super critical and super important. And another one is this victim blanket. And I think that a lot of people, they see the trauma that maybe you or I have experienced and they immediately want to cloak you as a victim. They want to cloak you as a forever project. They want to cloak you as broken. But you're still standing. You're still here. You could have had, you know, hell throw the kitchen sink at you and you're still figuring your way around. And rather than credit you for the power and the strength to still stand, for the fact that you must be a titan to have combated, all of that which was coming towards you, they want to put you down as a victim and put you down as a product because like look at what what you've endured i think like for those of you who have been through stuff and i don't know what that stuff is i don't know like to what extent or how many years it doesn't really matter if you're still standing you're a titan right and i think that it's really important that we take on the appropriate identity when it comes to who we are through chaos and through calamity and i have been through chaos and calamity and i think a lot of people would want to label me as a victim and label me as someone who who was poorly treated and I definitely was pretty poorly treated but I fought right so I don't ever want my story to be a story of someone who bent over and was completely subjugated I fought right and so when I think about my story and when I think about the things and the trials and the tribulations that I've been through I want to be seen the way I see myself which is as a titan I see myself as powerful it doesn't matter what was taken away from me like my will 
spirit remained intact. I did not bend. I did not yield in the face of bullying, in the face of intimidation, in the face of coercion, in the face of like unfair, unequal, you know, fighting terms, right? Like I, it was just me against like massive powerhouses. And a lot of people can say like, well, you know, she was disenfranchised. I was like, she was oppressed. I definitely was, but I fought a good fight and I want to be recognized for the fight that I fought and for the fire that lives within me and I think too many people discredit the fire that exists within the people who have survived hard times and so I'm never going to discredit my own fire I'm never going to let anyone paint me as a victim when I am a victor I fought through fights that I know I am certain many people have have, have completely bowed out of and I'm still fighting and I will remain fighting and because of my fighting nature I will only I only see myself with people who are fighters like me and I it has allowed me to connect and to build relationship with people who have the fighting spirit like I do who have the hope to push through the hardships and the hard times that we have seen in this life and that is not something that is contingent on where you are in society or what you've gained and what you've attained and what you've achieved like you can have achieved a lot and I can say that like I've achieved a lot in my life and it didn't circumvent a lot of the chaos the calamity and the tragedy that I've experienced so I think that if anyone wants to discredit you or to devalue you because of the tragedy the calamity and the chaos you've experienced kindly ask them to butt out of the conversation they have no idea what they're talking about and anyone who hasn't survived like really hard things it's very hard for them to conceptualize the strength that comes with pushing through right and we say pushing through it sounds nice it sounds super motivational but when you're actually pushing through like serious serious resistance then you come out of that like a different kind of human you're built differently and i want to make sure that people recognize that i recognize that i am built differently i see my value i see my worth i see my power and i see my strength and i know that at this stage of the game my enemies do too and that's the story that i'm going to tell i'm not going to tell the victim's tale i'm going to tell the victor's tale because i think many of us need to commemorate ourselves for the battles that we fought and not allow people to label us and to stigmatize us because we endured something that the majority may not have had to deal with. In any case, that is the topic for today. Food for thought for you. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events as well access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above those events so check it out be part of our game and change your community being part of the change you want to see allowing us a small role to play in your journey we are on the road to 1k so we do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon we'll talk to you later